Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ahead on the Believe in Steelers show, we'll discuss D-Hop going to the Titans. We'll also talk about Hard Knocks. They finally have a team. It's the New York Jets. But first, we start TJ Watt, JJ Watt on a Wheaties box. Welcome into the Believe in Steelers show. I'm Mark Bergen. He's two-time Super Bowl champion in Pittsburgh, Steeler Scott Ike Taylor. IT, it's been too many moons since I've seen your face. I hope you are well. Playing wounded today, too, but it's good to see your face nonetheless. Yeah, the Watts um, on the Wheaties box. I mean, what else can you expect? Mark, that's what them boys do when your last name Watt and you just got defensive player of the year and then you just sign another hundred-something million dollar contract. And after that, you just damn near lead the league in sacks. You know, you get opportunities to get on the weedy box. So yeah. um, big shout out to the, to the Watts, man. I'm talking about all three of the boys uh, at one point in time was in the NFL. And that says a lot about mom and dad. Um, that's good genes, good genetics, good DNA. So, um, I mean, they deserve it, though. Um, just just to, to have two sons dominate a position that outside a linebacker and be defensive player of the year, um, one for sure is going to the Hall of Fame. First ballot. Th- first ballot. And we'll see what TJ um, do. TJ is on his way. He stay healthy. So, I mean, what else can you say, man? Them boys on the Wheaties box, they deserve it. Yeah, first duo since 1935, Ike, and the first brothers to appear on the box. And you look at all of the great athletes that there have been on the Wheaties box down through the years, and so this is a testament to both of them. J.J. Watt, too, Ike, I know there were rumors he was going to be on the Steelers, and he went on several different shows saying he was going to sign with Pittsburgh, but he didn't want to prevent his brother T.J. from getting the huge contract that he so well deserved, but... In another world, we would have seen three Watts on one football team. That would have been a scary, scary sight for opposing teams. Yeah, of course, he said it once before, man. You can't have enough Watts in the building. And if they would have had, you know, J.J. and T.J., it would have been scary for the league. Yeah, no doubt, Ike. No doubt. So, J.J. Watts going to join CBS this year as an analyst. I can't wait to see that, to see what he does Uh, on a broadcast level. I know he's gone on Pat McAfee's show, and there were some rumors he could join Pat McAfee as a host. We now know it's going to be the NFL Today on CBS Sports. So we'll see what he does in retirement, the three-time defensive player of the year, a shoo-in when he decides, hey, I'm going to go to Canton when it's been five years. And it's like there's long been that rumor where it's just like, man, how sweet would that be when you've got two Watts coming off the edge racing to the quarterback in another world, like in another universe, maybe we would have gotten that. But what I wanted to ask you was, this is a really cool accomplishment for TJ Watt as a Pittsburgh Steeler. I know you were on ESPN, the magazine cover with your teammates during that 08 season in the Super Bowl run. But what were some cool opportunities for you in addition to that magazine cover that you had the opportunity to do as part of being a Super Bowl winning team? Man, all season just filled with money. You know, all these appearances, when you win Super Bowls, you just get all these appearances. The red carpet just come out and there's money over money. You ain't even got to touch your money. You know, you got autograph signings. You got you get the host events. Um, it's just, man, I'm just living off these Super Bowl uh, winning appearances. And that's what it was. Uh, the ESPN, that's probably the, 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 most, um, the most decorated thing I liked about us that that 2008 defense 
Um, we was just something special. We was something different. We was all the way different, Mark. So to be to be on the front of a magazine, on the front of the magazine, says a lot about how, how special that group was. Because just think about all the things in the world that they could have put on the front of that magazine. So I guess we was doing something um, honestly special for them to consider that 2008 Pittsburgh Steelers defense you know, on the front of that ESPN magazine. So usually when you talk about when usually when you talk about magazines, you talk about, you know, really an individual person, mm-hmm. you know, on, on the cover, somebody who's doing something spectacular. But hey, when ESPN had that photo shoot with us, man, we acted a fool. <laughs> a fool acting like a good way. But man, we was just like, man, I can't believe we were in front of the ESPN magazine. But that's how hard our defense was going. Did they originally just want to put like Troy or James Harrison on the cover? How did it come to be that the entire defense was on the no, cover? Actually, actually, a few a few of the boys snuck in. They weren't supposed to be on the photo shoot. I'm not going to say their name. But it was just supposed to be the starters okay. on defense. And a few of the subs, a few of the guys who subbed, they, they got in. They still can't be mad at them. They're like, hell, yeah. hell, I'm a part of this too. So we wasn't mad at them. But yeah, um, no, nah, it, it was the it was a starting defense. It was starting. Defense. Yeah, no. Statistically, <laughs> at the time, how dominant your defense was, Ike, and I always remember that. There's the graphic of Dick LeBeau on the sidelines, where it's just like every defensive category. It's like first in the league, first in the league, first in the league, maybe one second in the league. In the the statistical numbers were just out of this world good, and especially considering that was a time where. Rules were starting to change to favor a little bit more offense too. But there's always that great graphic where it's Dick LeBeau on the sidelines and it's just like, what category doesn't this defense lead the league in? And the numbers speak for themselves. Yeah, we walked on the field. I mean, we walked on the field at at one point in time. It was like, they're not getting over 12 points, 14 max. Like that's that's, that's how high our football IQ and – that's how much the energy and that's how violent we played. Like, okay, do we just want to play smart the whole game and hit them a few times? Or do we just want to play violent and just make them quit, take their will? Um, that's the kind of mindset, the mentality we had on that defense. But it, it was some games like they might get three field goals because we, we didn't play with each other for like three or four years. So we just knew body language, Mark. So we just looked at each other and we already knew what we was going to do. But um, our coaches had us so well prepared going into the games. We knew exactly what you wanted to do at the at the exact same time. So you wasn't fooling us. We used to call your plays out. So guys just go back to the sideline and be like, dang, you already know what we're going to do. So we that's, that's, that's how special that group was. You know, it, it was just – 14 points to max. But y'all might get 14. And that's how we talk to them. Y'all might get 14 today. If you're lucky, if you're lucky. And from afar, Ike, it was almost as if, like, some defenses will get mad. They give up a touchdown. They give up a field goal. It seemed like that defense got mad if the opposing offense got past the 50-yard line. Oh, I mean, it was so crazy. We used to yell at each other so, so much. Like, a lot of our energy was yelling at each other. You know, because we knew better. We 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 held we we had so much high standard, and we wanted to hold ourselves 
so accountable. It was Mark. It was just, and we we damn you damn sure weren't gonna run on us. Run on us. We made that's what you wasn't gonna do. And then the secondary was like, well, shoot, if you ain't running on us, you ain't passing on us either. So mm-hmm. it's just gonna be one of them days where we just feel sorry for y'all. So man, but we should yell at each other. But it was it was a love yell, you know. It it was it was the big bro little bro yell at each other. So it was all love, man. But other teams used to just be like, "Man, I can't believe they talk to each other like that." But we wish another team would have said something to us. Then all eleven getting on your ass. It, it wasn't gonna be a good day. We just we were trying to pick at something for you to make us mad. It could have been anything. Mm. Anything, mm-hmm. anything. Like, hey, bro, your shoe ain't tired. Well, why the f, why why the f are you talking to me? I know my shoe ain't tired. Just something, just something to pick you, something to tick you off, Mark. Some, some, any little thing. That's how defense was. Well, the opposing offenses already knew it was going to be a long day. I. We'll take a quick break. Got to tell the listeners and viewers about BetOnline.ag. They'll take care of your gambling needs. Over-unders are out. Futures are out. Ike Steelers at eight and a half. Smash the over. Smash the over. Mike Tomlin entering year 17. Hasn't had a losing season. You want to place on a bet on any of the NFL futures. A lot of great baseball <laughs> that you can bet on as well. <laughs> BetOnline.ag is the place to do it. Make sure y'all go to BetOnline.ag 365, 24-7, regardless of what sport it is. I just got done watching the whole thing over the Wimbledon. That was uh, very exciting. I sat down during the day. Um, I watched the doubles play. I watched the singles play. I watched the females play. I watched the men play. And I think it's still, I don't know if it's still going on today. But anyway, um, you can go to betonline.ag. And that's exactly what I did. Um, 365, 24-7, any sport. So. Yeah, Alcaraz in the men's final, and then Vondrusova in the women's final, both the champions at yeah. Wimbledon. There'll be other majors, again, uh, throughout tennis. BetOnline.ag is the place to use our promo code. You can see that on your screen right now. That's B-L-E-A-V to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts. Ike, really quickly, we'll talk about the Madden ratings out this week. I'd imagine that Speaking of TJ Watt on the Wheaties cover, he'll be the highest rated Steelers. Maybe Minka Fitzpatrick. I'm curious to see who they have rated higher. But uh, when the Madden ratings come out every single year, love seeing this. And there's always someone who gets snubbed. Uh, I always love seeing this just because, to me, it's just one more single that we're that much closer to the start of training camp, start of the regular season. Yeah. I mean, at one point in time, that's who was playing for some of the guys on defense. Like, bro, what's your rating is? Uh, 84. I think my highest was like 89 or something. I was on the road one, at one point in time. But that's what we talk about in training camp and during the week, during the regular season. Hey, bro, you better get your Madden rating up. And in order for you to do that, you had to play well. That, mm-hmm. was, the only, that was the only way. So at one point in time, man, we used to play for that, the Madden ratings. Did the ratings adjusters ever come to a Steelers practice or a game that you played in, Ike? I have no idea. But uh, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes, sometimes I don't know what they was looking at. Like, I done had a few good games and saw my rating. I'm like, man, these boys sleep. <laughs> they, they ain't even looking at me. Like, I, I just shut, I just shut, shut so-and-so down. At, when yeah. they got me at 82, man, who else they looking at over here? Yeah. 
I'm sure from the player perspective, like from the fan perspective, there's always someone like the 2K ratings just came out, right? And like Jamal Murray, who just won a championship with the Nuggets, is rated lower than several players that like point blank period IQ is just better than. I can't even imagine what that's like from the player's perspective where it's like, oh, so-and-so is rated higher than me? Are you kidding? Like, do you have two eyes that function properly? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, come on, Murray. Murray dominated the whole finals, bro. <laughs> like, like, if it weren't for Murray, really, I mean, Yoke did his thing. Don't get me wrong. He's all the way different. All the way different. Come on, man. But Murray, like. They had, like, Murray had, like, like an 84, right? Because it's just, like, are we watching the same Murray, sport? Murray should be over 94, 95. The dude, the dude, the dude, throughout the playoffs, let's take I'd put him at, an, at least a 90. Who played better than him? What what guard what guard played better than him in the playoffs? Hmm. Now one over sports here on Believe in Steelers, but I love you're it. Right, I you're right, you're right, you're right. Uh, let's go to <laughs> D Hop signing with the Titans. I it's pretty simple for this for me. Uh, the move that cost John Robinson, the general manager, his job a few years back is when the Titans got rid of AJ Brown. You plug and play D Hop, and you get a nice tandem with Derrick Henry. D hop in Tennessee. The question I have now really at this point is who's going to be the quarterback throwing the, throwing the football because yeah, you've got Tannehill. You have a little bit of a ceiling to say, okay, he can take you to the playoffs relying on King Henry, but he's probably not going to take you over the top to win a Super Bowl. So then you got Will Levis, the rookie out of Kentucky coming in this year. Don't forget uh, about Malik Willis as well, who was a rookie last year, who now appears to be like the third string quarterback in Tennessee. So I'm not worried about D hop. I'm not worried about King Henry. What I'm what I'm curious is is who's going to be the quarterback this season come week 17, week 18 if Tennessee's trying to make a playoff push. That's the bigger question I have with DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> going to the Titans. And that's the issue. The court, they got a hell of a coach. They got a hell of a defense. Mm-hmm. Coach is coach is damn brilliant. He can't get his quarterback situation right. Mm-hmm. Can't get it right. I mean, you got Tannehill, Tannehill is going to be Tannehill. That means he'll get you to the playoffs. Don't ask for nothing more than that. Um, you got Will Levis. We're going to see if he can even get on the field, if he's even going to be on the roster. Um, and then you got the young kid you just drafted this year. So uh, yeah. Levis and then uh, Malik Willis. Is Malik, Malik Willis. I'm sorry, Malik Willis. You're fine. It, it's just like, coach, the most important position y'all can't get right. Y'all can't, y'all can't get the most important position right. You go back to back drafting quarterbacks, so I, y'all y'all missing on that the most important position. So, other than coaching, you just listen to players. You listen to other quarterbacks talk about going against Rabel. They're like, man, hell of a coach. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, one thing it's going to be hard beating them boys. But then you go on the flip side, the offensive side, other than King Henry, man, it's just difficult. I mean, we're getting DeAndre Hopkins. Um, he always open. You know, DeAndre always open. He's one of the most underrated, I think, um, receivers in the league. He's not going to wow you with speed, but he, throw anything around his area code and see what happens. He's going to come down with the ball every time. He's a new Larry Fitzgerald. That's exactly what he is. You throw anything around his area code, he coming down. Same way with Fitz. You throw anything around Fitz, he catching the ball. That's DeAndre. That's DeAndre. And give the best corners hell every week. Everyone. Like that's high praise coming from you because I know Larry Larry Fitzgerald, he had a stretch there, Ike, where he had his way with anybody. Line him up against anybody, 
And you talk about another player that's going to go to Canton, Larry Fitzgerald, like no I mean, doubt in my mind. I mean, look at what DeAndre did with Houston. Boy had about seven quarterbacks. Went to the Pro Bowl every year. How, how you go to the Pro Bowl with seven different quarterbacks? Every year. <clears throat> like I said, you're always open. Yeah. Yeah. Ike, uh, Tennessee, couple, two things, and we'll go to the next topic. You mentioned Vrabel putting his team in positions to win, manipulating the clock, understanding the rules of the game to say, we need to conserve time. We need to waste time. We need to conserve a timeout. Being able to manipulate the rules, purposefully take penalties within the confines of the game, putting his team in positions to win when it's the difference is marginal. I noticed that with him, number one. And then we always talk about Cam Hayward on the Steelers defense. Jeffrey Simmons up front for the Titans. No. As good as there is in the league, he belongs in that no. same conversation with Aaron Donald and with Cam no. Hayward as well. No, 100%. Simmons is a guy named Donald. Uh, he, he, another one. Don't get the recognition he's supposed to get. But ask anybody who played on the offensive side about him, they're going to say, man, that boy, hell, it'd be hard for me to play. I got I to gotta bring my A game every time I go against Simmons. That's a must. If not, he's just going to make me look bad. The Monday – the Monday morning meetings with coach and, and when the team watch me, it ain't gonna look good. But Simmons, Simmons is like that. I kind of honestly think, like, Coach Vrabel don't mind taking penalties. Um, he don't mind that offense getting close to that red zone. He takes field goals all day because he knows how small the windows are in the red zone, then getting bombed on. So them penalties don't bother him at all. You know, Coach Coach Rabel have a, a different – and this is my personal opinion. I just think they have a different mindset. Let them get to the 15 or the 20. You know, they're going to kick a field goal. Um, they ain't going to be able to throw the ball the way they need to throw the ball. They ain't going to run on us, and we just take field goals. And that's my honest opinion on how I feel like Coach Rabel and his thoughts when it comes down to the defense. And it just makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I come with you there. Let's keep it in the AFC. Joe Mixon restructuring his deal. He'll remain in Cincinnati. Ike, this to me signals several things. We've seen what the value of running backs are in the NFL. We've seen this offseason, Dalvin Cook remains a free agent. Saquon Barkley gets the franchise tag and not the long-term deal that the Giants instead gave to Daniel Jones. To me, this is what this is leading up to. If you're Najee Harris, you've got two more years left on your rookie deal, the team option for the fifth year because he was a first-round pick. The writing is on the wall in terms of how the league values running backs. So if you can get any kind of salary, it might not be that max level salary that you're seeking as a running back, but the the writing is on the wall to me for the running back position in the league. And I'm wondering at what point do we overvalue quarterbacks and to where another team decides to zag, they say, okay, we'll get a rookie quarterback. We'll get a quarterback that's serviceable load up around that quarterback and it goes back the other way. But quarterback play has been so important, particularly in the AFC where there's so much talent right now, Ike. This is yet just another example about that. And we got to give Joe Mixon his due in the AFC North. We talk all the time about Nick Chubb, J.K. Dobbins, who does his thing when he's healthy in Baltimore. But Joe Mixon in Cincinnati, I know a lot of the attention goes to their three receivers, but he's a very, very good running back for the Bengals. And he's someone the Steelers will have to stop for the foreseeable future. Yeah, the value of running backs has become little to nothing right now. You got to be a Christian McCaffrey. You know, you got to be a Sa- Saquon can get his money. He's going to get paid. But you got to be now, now the offense coordinators 
if you if you unless you like a Vrabel or Mike Vrabel, and he love he love King Henry. Um, if you're not coming out of the backfield and catching footballs and being one of the mismatches, hmm. you ain't getting paid top dollar at the running back position. So I think he took a significant pay cut. I think it was like four four point three million dollars. Um, he took a big pay cut. Uh, Joe Mixon, but he's he's big in that offense. Yeah, I know they got the three studs sitting on the outside, and you got Joe, um, cool Joe as well. But Joe Mixon, as far as like running back wise, you know he the clock burner. He the clock burner. He gonna get you the yards. He got personality. He gonna wind up. He gonna wind up uh, stock blocking when you need him on third down. Like Joe do it all. It's just right now they don't value his position like that. You know so. Um, I didn't see Joe too many times when the game for the Cincinnati Bengals. I have on his on his own when it when it was time to close, um, and they shut the three receivers down. The two out of the three receivers, I'm gonna hand the ball off to Joe Mixon. And really, Joe been doing that before they had all three receivers. So before Burrow too, Joe been around for a minute. So you can say what you want to say about Joe. Um, Joe Mixon been doing his thing, but that's just the value. Of the running back position, man, they ain't really tripping on the running backs. Um, asking for the pay cut too. I guess they want to sign T. Higgins as well. You know, I'm just looking at it from a GM perspective. So, um, and you know, Joe got to get his money. You know, Joe, Joe Cool got to get his money. Joe, go, Joe gonna take a team friendly deal, but it's not gonna be a team friendly deal. They are gonna find a way to get him oh. sixty. Yeah, sixty per year. I because you got to pay Joe Burrow, you got to pay Jamar Chase, you got to pay T. Higgins. I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah, for real. You got to pay. And they want all three of them now. So they're going to find a way to have all three of them now. My personal opinion. Oh, man. I'd love to see one of them leave from the Steelers' perspective. Like, I'd love to see, hey, like, T. Higgins, go get your money elsewhere. And we don't have to figure out a way to slow him down in Pittsburgh, Ike. You go get your money. Hey, man, T. T Higgins, don't stay there. Go get your money, bro. They ain't going to pay you what you deserve. So go ahead and get go ahead and get your hundred million dollars somewhere else. I'm very curious to see Ike what ends up happening with Najee Harris. I think this is a pivotal season. We're going to focus on Kenny Pickett in year two, no doubt. Year three of Najee, though, where I, I'm going to say this: the front half of last season, I thought he went into the year with a foot injury that was worse than he let on publicly than the team let on publicly. That is of my opinion because on the back half of the season, he was almost a full yard per carry better. Uh, after the bye week compared to before the bye week. Now, he's going to need to have a good year, though, because Ike, you got to get above that four-yard per carry mark because, look, you got two more years of his rookie deal, and then, okay, what are you worth on an open market? And we're seeing what running backs are valued at right now. To me, it's very interesting. Najee has been outspoken about it. I know Austin Eckler just spoke about it. A lot of running backs are talking about this to say, hey, when do I get mine? If you're Najee Harris, this is a big, big season, especially considering Steelers restructure their offensive line in the offseason, draft, free agency, trades. Big season for Najee Harris. And for me, a successful year for him is, okay, can you play an all-17 regular season game? Can you get above that four-yard per carry mark? That's what I'm looking at from the Steelers' standpoint. I mean, he will. Just look at, look at the offensive weapons he had. So now you got Darnell Washington. You got two tight ends. You got Pat Fairmouth, correct? Then you just revamp your whole offensive line, correct? Now we're going into the second year with Kenny Pickett being the quarterback, correct? And just ask Joe Burrow how he feels about Kenny Pickett. He said he think, thinks the young man is going to be special. 
You know, so then you look at the wide receiver positions. You acquire Allen Robinson. We call him grown man, 6'4", 230. Going to work in the slot a little bit. Then Calvin Austin the third. If you've been asking anybody, he's been doing this thing when it came down to mini camp, yeah, mini camp and OTAs. And he looks like the way he's supposed to be looking before he got injured. You know, Deontay one of the best route runners in the league. Mm-hmm. And then you got that, then you got the alien sitting over there in George picking. So yeah, he 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 gonna be able to do his thing because they got so many weapons. You know, from the wide receivers to the tight ends to the offensive line. You know, if you if you're an OC for the Pittsburgh Steelers right now, at every position you got what you need. Yeah, and if I'm Jalen Warren, Ike, I can spell Najee if he needs a blow. If Jalen Warren gets the hot hand though, too, like like Najee, I'm just I'm just saying I know they're two different styles of runner, two different running backs, too. But Jalen Warren, way he gets hot and does his thing too. Let him eat. I, yeah. Let him, let him eat. I, I was, listen, they laughed at me in training camp. A lot of them laughed at me. I said, yep. Jalen Warren with Jalen Warren will be the second string running back. And they laughed at me. I saw it. And yep. now when he makes the team and he's the second string running back. They like, dang, I, how you saw that? I'm like, man, because I feel like I got two good eyes. And obviously y'all don't. You know, so uh, he was checking every 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 day he was checking some kind of box, a question I had. And he was just checking it off. Bam, can he pick up the blitz? Bam. Can he can he can he come out of the backfield, catch the ball? Bam. Can he run in between the tackles? Check. He was just checking off. Bam. He was just, he was just checking off everything, Mark. So I'm like, man, this little dude is gonna be special. You know him and Najee, they cool. They real cool. So then when we saw what he then we saw what he did in the regular season with Jalen Warren. But yeah, Najee gonna be just fine. I'm curious to see. We mentioned Calvin Austin the third. I would like to see him uh, get the return duties, Ike. And I've talked a little bit about this uh, in other conversations I've had with Steelers hosts of the kick return game, I don't think there's going to be as strong of an emphasis because I'm curious about the reduction in the amount of kick returns given the rule changes. You can now fair catch and get the ball, I believe, at 25 now uh, as a result of player safety. So I get that. How many less kick return opportunities are there going to be for teams? So if you don't have as big of an emphasis on kick return, kick return, punt return, a little bit of different responsibilities. We talk about Kevin Austin the third. What's his strength? It's his speed. Mike Tomlin has even said as such, he gets the opportunity to get the ball in open space. I think that'd be a perfect opportunity for him to do his thing and then come along in the offense because you got three beasts, Allen Robinson, Pickens, Deontay Johnson. The Steelers' return responsibilities is something I'm going to be watching come training camp and come preseason as well. Yeah, they got options. Hey, Mark, on the offense, them boys got a number of options. It's going to be, I got to go to training camp on the 25th. So it's going to be interesting to see um, what Matt Canada do, to be honest with you. But, Mark, I mean, from receivers, the offensive line is revamped. You got two good running backs, and you got three tight ends, really. I mean, bro, what else? What kind of ball you want to play? You want to play smash mouth or you want to go finesse? Because that's what the roster say. Depending on how you feel. Really, it's going to be how, on how Matt, how Matt Canada feels. You know what? I just want to run the ball two tights. I just want to run the ball today. That's all I want to do. I want to have 50 carries today. Or, you know what? I just want to air this thing out today. He got them kind of options right now. So we'll see. Great place to be. Great place to be. Final topic of the show. I We finally have a, a team for hard knocks. It took this long. It's going to be the New York Jets. 
Aaron Rodgers and company. Very excited to see what he's like behind the scenes. We get a little bit more access there. What I want to see, though, Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, are they both legit? Are they both the next generation at cornerback, at receiver? Ike, I'm going to need a snack after this show, too. Ahmed, shout out to Rex Ryan and the epic speech he had back in the day on Hard Knocks. But I'm excited we finally have a team. I was nervous that they weren't going to find one. Yeah, Sauce and Garrett. I mean, Sauce made for it. Sauce's personality is oh. just made for TV. Heck yeah. You know, he, he just a, he just a groovy ass dude. He real groovy, bro. Garrett, we're gonna see what his personality like. All I know from Garrett, um, he that's another young man always open. He about to tear the league up too. He's gonna be tearing the league up for a long time. Long time. Silky, 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 silky smooth. That's Garrett. But sauce made sauce made for TV, bro. I mean, just just how he answered. I mean, going to the going to the basketball games last year doing the I mean, in the offseason with uh, yeah, at MSG, he was like, Man, I don't even who was who that, Taylor Swift. I don't even know her, but she know me. Like, the dude, the dude, the dude, the dude, swag ain't just off the chain, bro. He be saying, and he, he ain't trying to hurt nobody's feelings, he just, he just being groovy with his words. Yeah, so, sauce a little bit different, man. Every time I catch sauce on the TV, I make sure I tune into that dude. I want to see if Aaron Rodgers is the difference for this team, Mike, because this is a Jets team that lost. Uh, the Jets lost their remaining, the final six games of the regular season. They're sitting at 7-4 in the AFC East, and then it fell off, finishing the season at 7-10. and 10. And uh, Robert Sala, the head coach, like we really liked him coming out uh, when he was the defensive coordinator of the 49ers, but he's had two losing seasons now. They were three with three games better, but can Aaron Rodgers be the difference in what's a very competitive division? Cause you got the bills, you got the Patriots who are always respectable. And then don't forget about the Miami dolphins who should get better and better as well uh, with Mike McDaniel and company down there. So very competitive division, but uh, behind the scenes and the drama with the New York media too, I, like, uh, it kind of writes itself all the storylines here. Aaron Rodgers ain't got no other choice, but to be good. So he got everything. He look. He got receivers. He got a defense. They just played a, a defensive tackle, ninety six million. So you got it. You got you got a you got a defense. You got receivers and Brees all coming back. So we all knew before Brees got before Brees got hurt. You know we we was liking Brees all coming out of Iowa State, Mark. I so bless we, you for mentioning Quinn and Williams. Yeah, we we yeah. we 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 Ben was liking them. So I mean to go seven and four, then you then lose. The, the next six games is is hard, but um, I think coach got the quarterback and Zach and Zach got to sit down now. Zach said whoever whoever they bring in, they, he gonna make it's gonna be a living hell for him. That's a lie. I wish you would make a living hell for you know a Hall of Fame sitting right over there next to you. Sit your butt down, understand what it is to be a quarterback in the league. Stop throwing all them damn interceptions and watch Aaron Rodgers work for the next two years. And if your time coming, if we like you like that, if we don't draft another quarterback, then you might be good. Other than that, chill out. But they they're gonna do, they're gonna be good this year, bro. That's what they was missing. And, and this is a, this is a young a young a young team, Mark. That's the only thing that was missing. But AR ain't got no other choice but to do good. Ike, I'm glad you mentioned Brees Hall. It's forgotten man, and uh, I know our listeners and viewers love to hear about my fantasy football team, but it wasn't quite the same when he went down with the season-ending injury. And uh, 
I hope he gets in returns to form. We loved him out of Iowa State, a do-it-all running back. And we're talking about running backs last segment, Ike. Uh, he's an example of that where whatever you need him to do, he's capable of doing that. So seeing him recoup from a season ending knee injury a year ago, uh, right. he, he gets back on the field. He's scary, scary for opposing defenses. Uh, Ike, anything else you want to plug? I know you're going to training camp here in a little bit more than a week. Anything else you would like to plug before we sign off here? No, man. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Uh, I want to thank Believe in Steelers podcast. One thing, betonline.ag for rocking with us since day one. Gotta thank my dog, Mark. Best in the world. Um, <clears throat> make sure y'all give us a five-star rating. Um, we appreciate everybody for tuning in and locking in with us. So, yeah. I'm going to go back and go to sleep. <laughs> Ike, I'm sorry you're under the weather. I will leave all of our social media information in the show notes. Ike, I see you're on threads now as well. I am too. So you can catch us there. You can get... All of your Steelers content from us there as well, Ike. So I'll make sure that that's included in the show notes. I want to thank you and the listeners and the viewers. Thank you for making us part of your day. We've got interviews coming. I know it's still the off season. I know we're a little bit more than a week away from training camp, Ike. But the season is going to be here before you know it. We're midway through July. So keep it here on the Believe in Steelers show. Appreciate it. For Ike Taylor, I'm Mark Bergen. Thank you so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Until then, take care. So long, everybody. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.